0: Jesus did many miraculous things, right? Things that, that inspire us. Things that stretch our imaginations. Things that, that challenge the way that we view our world. But there was one miracle that, that Jesus routinely performed. And aside from the resurrection itself, I, I don't think anything could have been more world-changing. I don't think anything could have contributed more to the success of his ministry. And and I don't think anything could have contributed more to the inbreaking and the establishment of the kingdom of God. What is this great miracle? It was that Jesus ate and drank with sinners. Jesus feasted with precisely the wrong kind of people. He shared a table with social outcasts. Let's think about that. Okay, the, the king of creation, the second person of the Holy Trinity, the word of the Father, the Lord of life, put on flesh and was born of a woman, not in order to hold a revival at NRG, but to spend hour after ordinary hour at table with the poor and the lame and the blind and tax collectors and sinners. Perhaps you wouldn't call that a miracle. I I know I'm stretching the definition a bit. But you have to admit, sharing your table with social outcasts is a strange practice that will still, without fail, draw the attention of so-called respectable and responsible people. But the gospel of the kingdom is fundamentally an invitation to a feast, to a banquet. And and the ministry of Jesus would have looked something like a a traveling dinner club. House after house, dinner after dinner, feast after feast, men, women, children, rich, rich, And poor, sick and healthy, Pharisee and sinner. And listen, it got him into a lot of trouble. That's what we see in our passage today, our gospel reading. Jesus saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, follow me. And he rose and followed him. And as Jesus reclined at table in Levi's house, Many tax collectors and sinners were reclining with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. And the scribes of the Pharisees, when they saw that he was eating with sinners and tax collectors, said to his disciples, Why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? Now, it's, it's deeply ironic that Jesus calls a tax collector from the tribe of Levi. Because the Levites had been commissioned by God To collect taxes from the other tribes. Tax collecting was a Levitical responsibility. The problem was that Levi was not collecting taxes on behalf of God. He was not collecting taxes for the maintenance of the temple. He was not collecting taxes for the good of the Israelite nation. No. He was collecting taxes for the Roman Empire. And so he was doing what he was called by God to do, but he was doing it for the enemy. He was a betrayer of God's people. Levi was getting rich off the backs of ordinary, hardworking Jews. Jesus was not supposed to be eating with such a person. Jesus reclines at table in Levi's house, and this understandably, scandalizes all of the pious people. But think about it. Levi had probably come to accept that everyone hated him. He may have even hated himself. He had to sit there in that booth day after day bearing the anger and the resentment of his community, his friends and family, and while it's true that he probably did choose that job, you can imagine the long-term impact of bearing all of that anger and resentment. It's not hard to imagine the loneliness and the shame he must have felt. So how, how good and how refreshing and how surprising it must have been for this, for this supremely gifted well-known religious teacher, a, a Jewish man, no less. To stop by Levi's booth and to express a, a sincere interest in him. To treat him like an actual human being. To see something good in him. To, to accept him. To forgive him. To, to call him. To feast with him. To receive his hospitality. To get to know his friends. I think that's miraculous. Miraculous. And, and the beauty of, of that miracle is that we can do it too. On Ash Wednesday today, we take a moment to, to remember and to consider some very bad news. And the bad news is that we are sinners, we are dust and ash, and we will soon die. So on Ash Wednesday, Jesus' love for Levi is especially good news. There's good news baked into the bad news tonight. Yes, we are sinners, but Jesus loves sinners. Yes, we are sinners, but Jesus loves to feast with sinners. Yes, we are are sick and we are dying, but Jesus is the great physician. Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. Jesus came not to call the righteous, but sinners. Jesus has not come to call the righteous, but the ashen-faced. The outcast, the traitor, the deeply unwell. Jesus has come to call you and me, not as we will be, but as we are right now. Jesus has come for those who have the humility to acknowledge their own sickness and sin and shortcoming. That is why we're here tonight, to acknowledge our need and then to encounter a God who welcomes us anyway. Jesus is still willing to jeopardize his reputation by sharing a table with us. Jesus is still willing to get himself into trouble so that you and I and our neighbors and the entire world can know something of his welcome. And so for the next 40 days, I challenge you to let that challenge you. Though you are a sinner, you get to feast with Jesus. Though you are spiritually sick, you get to feast with Jesus. Though you are made of dust, you get to feast with Jesus. So, who gets to feast with you? Who is at your table? for the sake of the inbreaking breaking and the establishment of the kingdom of God, may, may we, like Jesus, look upon this world in need and extend to our neighbors that same welcome of God until it gets us into trouble. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.